Please rise for our confession of faith. This morning we use Luther's explanation to the second article of the Apostles' Creed. I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord. He has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sin, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. He did this that I should be his very own, live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in eternal righteousness, innocence, and joy. Just as he is risen from death, lives and reigns in eternity, this is most certainly true. Please be seated. for this Christmas day comes to us from Luke chapter 2 verses 8 to 12 and it reads and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night and lo the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid and the angel said unto them fear not for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. That is the word of God for our meditation on this day of celebration. We ask that the Holy Spirit work through that word and feed our faith and enhance our joy and praise to our God for his gift of his son. What a proclamation of good news. You know, not only did God give the gift of his son to mankind, but then he gives another gift. He actually gives the telling of it. He sends the angel, the angels, (laughs) to tell the shepherds, those lowly workers out abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night, he goes to tell them the proclamation of good news, which is not only for them, but for all people of all time. This is the Christmas message that is to accompany the Christmas gift from God. It explains the Christmas purpose 
God became man, that he might be a savior, a savior from sin. Definition of sin. How about breaking God's will? This is our main problem, isn't it? Breaking God's will in our lives. Sin. All the wise men of the world could not solve this problem of of sin. Our deepest experience with it tallies with the scripture, which declares us sinful by nature. And our experiences agree with the Bible, which says we are sinful in thought, word, and deed. Sinful by committing the wrong. Sinful by omitting the good. That's why God sent Jesus. Christ came to save from sin. But that is just what mankind in his sinful nature does not want. They want to be saved from everything but their sins. Even when he was tormented by his sin, an early New Testament church father by the name of Augustine prayed, Lord, make me pure, but not yet. The vestiges of sin cling to us. Even when we ask God for forgiveness, we still plan to sin. And our, our, the evil, the fleshly side of us doesn't want God's forgiveness. We want to do evil. That's why Jesus came. Christ the Lord himself saves us from even these dark sins from which we ourselves and no man could save us. He became sin for us in our stead. He bore our sins in his body, took them to the tree, the cross of Calvary, and there nailed those sins to the cross so that when he died, our sins were buried with him. When we were baptized, we put on his righteousness. When he came to our hearts in faith and gave us that gift by the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, He he opened the door and the pathways to heaven for us. We put on His righteousness by faith. We became new creatures in Him. That's why Jesus came. Oh, the terrible fact of sin is not denied. It is not lightly passed over. It is not ignored. But by that babe of Bethlehem who grew up sinless his entire life through, It is faced and looked full in the eye. It is fearlessly attacked. It is triumphantly conquered by our Savior, Christ the Lord. Isn't this the good tidings of great joy? Sin forgiven in your life, in my life. To all people, to all sinners, God sends the Christmas greeting. Do not be afraid. The gift is for you. That's what needs to really hit home in each one of us, isn't it? That the gift is for me. That gift is for you. The fact that Jesus Christ was born and lived, you won't find hardly anybody who ever denies that. There's more evidence, at least physical evidence, written evidence of history for the the fact that Jesus was born and lived and died than there is for Julius Caesar. But that's a cold, hard fact. For you, Christ was born to take away your sin. That's the glowing, life-giving gospel. And truly, this gift that God gives to us 
Yes, it happened 2,000 years ago. But the proclamation of it, the declaration that that angel brought to the shepherds rings in our ears this time of year. It rings in our hearts and lives all our lives through. Jesus is my Savior. He's your Savior. Unto you a child is born. Unto you a son is given. Once again, this year, by faith, you have seen the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. That's why we're here today, to praise this holy child who became poor, that you might become rich. Rich in sins forgiven, wealthy in spiritual gifts that keep on being poured out on us in our lives. The proclamation of the good news is for you. It's in your heart. Let's take it home to our families. Let's keep it alive in our everyday workplace, in our greetings with other people whom the Lord places before us. It is the good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. God has done this thing. He's proclaimed it. Amen. We continue with hymn 94, verse 4. phrases uh, upon the throne of David with justice and righteousness and also the zeal of the Lord upon the throne of David there will be that abundance of peace and eternity of reign which denotes the resurrection of the dead David ruled on earth and his kingdom was no different from others except that it was divinely established over the people of God and, that, and yet the people were mortal men. Therefore David's reign over the Jews was physical. But at length Christ has begun the spiritual reign over the people which will last forever. To believe in life everlasting is the last article of the creed and the greatest. However, Christ prepares, establishes, and strengthens this kingdom in the world through the word and faith and he does this we continue with hymn 708 1 and 3 Oh, no. 
for prayer. Almighty eternal God, who alone is wise, ruler of heaven and earth, whose great love we celebrate this day. Hear our Christmas prayer, receive our praises, and attend to our desires. For the gift of your only begotten Son, for the joy of promises fulfilled, for the peace of salvation from our sin. We thank and praise you now and forever, in Jesus' name. Through your holy word, make us to wonder at the mystery of what has taken place on this occasion. For the, for the divine and infinite have taken on the divine and human. For our sakes, the Godhead and manhood have been united for the work of our redemption. As we celebrate this feast, rich in earthly delights and human enjoyments, make us remember the deep poverty and humility into which you sent your Son. Let us remember that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor. That we, through his poverty, might become rich in grace and eternal peace. As Jesus came in purity and sincerity and truth, may we have grace to root out every sinful thought and desire, and to pursue all goodness and purity. We confess that we have often let worldly pursuits distract us from the simple and perfect desire to honor and follow you in every circumstance of life. For Jesus' sake, forgive us our sins and renew in us the childlike love and trust in you. For our own land, buried under the gloom and darkness that spiritual ignorance brings, send the light of truth into the hearts of all. Cause your faithful to speak out with the message of repentance and remission of sins in Jesus' name. For those who cannot be with their loved ones, for those who are abroad in service to our country, for those who are sick or alone at this time, come with your message of love and peace and fill their hearts with the love that you have shown all the earth. We also pray, as our Lord Jesus has taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
Our last Luther thoughts, last quote, on the words, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. With justice and with righteousness. God is just. That's one of the comforts, isn't it? That he is just. That he is righteous. That he is perfectly holy and grants that righteousness to us through faith in his son Jesus Christ. Of that, Luther here writes. Justice is that part of the law which condemns. Righteousness is that part which absolves. In the kingdom of Christ, the ungodly are condemned. The godly are justified, saved, and set free from sin and death. A happy reign in which mercy flourishes. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Zeal is love mixed with hatred or angry love or the anger of love. Therefore, while God loves us, he is angry with our enemies, sin, death, Satan, so that he can more abundantly practice his love toward us. Here is nothing but mercy. We sing the last stanza of Silent Night. Thank you. 